This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. In this weekly show, the Husker Online team will give you the latest insight on Husker football, basketball, baseball, and of course, recruiting. Now, here's your host, Husker Online publisher, Sean Callahan. Hello, and welcome again to another edition of the Husker Online show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, Nate Klaus, as we are still in the middle middle of uh, COVID-19 and Things shut down as we know it as far as on campus and spring football and recruiting. But, guys, we did get, uh, I would, I'd call it a glimmer of hope um, as, you know, some of the major sports leagues have started to, to move forward as to what is next, particularly uh, PGA Golf, which plans to begin playing as early as June um, in, in front of no people. But we know um, three of the four major golf events have rescheduled and um, come up with new dates, including the Masters will be played now in November. Um, but the, the British Open remains canceled at this point. But then Major League Baseball is kind of developing or trying to find a plan of how and when to play. And you know, I think the one out there that makes the most sense is they're going to maybe possibly play all the games in a place like Phoenix um, where there's 13 ballparks um, plus the dome where the Diamondbacks play and um, you could play multiple games a day inside there as well. So um, we're at least seeing some chatter, some movement. Um, and from our perspective, guys, we care about college football. And I, I think if these events go off and you know things go well, preventive measures are, are done to make sure things go well, um, that's very good news for college football. Yeah, I mean, you take any uh, positive uh, <laughs> direction as you possibly can get at this point. But uh, the difference between professional sports and college is so big uh, in the sense that college sports can't go until the universities allow people on campus. And until uh, you know, in-class or in-person classes are resumed, I don't know how you can expect student athletes to come back to campus and, and play a sport, especially when you're trying to consider them amateurs. Like it, uh, I don't know. I think that there's a lot of dominoes that still need to fall that go beyond just what sports do, uh, because you know, of the, the public aspect of universities. And so hopefully things progress and, you know, those sports are able to function, uh, without hitch and more and more dominoes continue to fall to get this thing back to normal. But I think um, probably of all the sports, college football in particular is probably going to be the last one um, that gets cleared to go when, when all said and done. Yeah, I think the good thing about it is that if, you know, the, these, you know, PGA, the Major League Baseball, if they go well, it's kind of a dry run. And I think that um, if this goes well and, and uh, you know, if, that it, uh, it's not spreading or, or whatever, um, I think that that can, um, you know, people in college football or at the universities and, um, and all these different institutions can look at that and say, okay, well, um, that it's working for them. We can we can now kind of come up with our own plan and figure out a way to make this work because, uh, I mean, they I mean they've got to figure out some sort of way to make it work. And I think pretty much right now everything's on on the table. But um, you know, if this goes well, I think it would be it make it a lot easier. I think, guys, the elephant in the room though remains fans and and how do you manage? What do you do? Is it no fans? Is it just fan friends and family on the pass list? Is it just some fans? A lottery system where only X amount of people can go in the stadium, but donors and boosters of substance would get priority. And you hate to say it, but that would be that would have to be how they would do something like that if they did something with only some fans allowed in to have spacing in the stadium um, and, and things like that. Those will be tough conversations um, if it got to that point. I'm not saying it is going to get to that point. I don't know. Nobody knows. 
Um, but, you know, Nebraska, I know this week um, because they, they posted screenshots of some of their Zoom meetings they had um, with the Husker Athletic Fund. And you looked at the, the faces on there and the top boosters have already been on these Zoom calls with the Husker Athletic Fund just to getting updates of as to what's going on. Um, and, you know, a lot of recognizable big business owner faces on that, those calls. So I'd be curious to know what they're telling them. I know they address the facility. Um, I still believe Nebraska's facility guys will will begin. Um, I, I can tell you construction companies like Hausman who are building the site, they are full speed ahead still on all of their projects. They're working on all their projects right now. Obviously, there are different mandates and spacing and, and things they have to do on construction sites that are different. Uh, but COVID, uh, with COVID-19, construction is one thing that hasn't stopped. Um, in fact, in my neighborhood alone, I mean, I saw three holes get dug yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, those guys are working as hard as anybody, um, you know, as far as what's going on in the world. So uh, I am not necessarily worried that Nebraska's project will get pushed back, but I'm just, I'll be more interested in what they do with fans and, and how that's addressed. I think right now uh, I would find it hard to believe that they're going to pack 80, 90,000 people into a stadium. I mean, I just don't know how that's feasible, <laughs> and uh, especially with that short of a window. But I do think there are many ways they could figure out how to play the games, broadcast them nationally on television uh, to where even if there are limited fans or whatever it may be, you know, the, the games can still be played and people can still watch. But uh, I still think that we're far removed from it being a normal Nebraska football game day where, you know, you, you have – you know, people basically wedged onto some benches, you know, shoulder to shoulder. Uh, that just seems like the most counterproductive thing given the current situation. Yeah, and you're mixing young and old and, and you know, kids. and what, I mean, I mean, uh, yeah, it seems like not a smart decision. Um, and who knows, maybe things could change drastically right. between now and then uh, that would change my stance on that at least. But um, <clears throat> as far as the, the donors go, I mean – I if they if there is football in the fall and and you own a skybox, um, I mean I would imagine that you would be able to to go into the skybox and let you know if there's ten or less people in there um, and and be able to to watch the football game. Though I mean I think that I mean I'd have I'd be upset. I know if I was a skybox owner and you know and you could limit that to ten people or less. And they said, "Sorry, we're going to play, but you can't. You can't come enjoy the skybox that you're paying for." That, I know that would upset me. And the skybox holder pays between a hundred and one hundred and fifty thousand a year um, for you know the the bigger boxes. Now, there's some smaller ones on the east side now that only hold eight or twelve, but the the traditional boxes hold twenty, and the corners the corner boxes hold over forty. I mean, those are big, big party deck skyboxes. Um, so yeah, there's a lot there. I mean, what, honestly, what would you guys do? Uh, would, uh, let's say there is a restriction. Do you just do player passless, family passless only, or do you have a lottery system, um, developed like, okay, our configuration would allow us to have this many people six feet apart in the stadium and season ticket holders will be in a lottery and you will get four games out of the seven as a season ticket holder. That's one theory or idea you could go. I mean, I'm just curious Mm -hmm. what would be the best way if they had to go that route. Yeah. I mean, either way, you're looking at a logistical nightmare. I mean, trying to figure that out. Uh, There's going to be a lot of upset people. Uh, There's going to be a lot of backlash with that of who gets in and who doesn't. Um, But, you know, I think first and foremost, you just got to concentrate on playing the games. And I think fans, as long as they can watch it on TV, for the most part, will be, you know, you know, at least accepting of the, the situation. But um, as far as how you bring in fans, I mean, I don't know if there is a right answer because no matter what, there's going to be drawbacks. 
Yeah, I don't think there is a right answer. I mean, um, if anything, I would say you, you wouldn't be able to get too upset if they open it up to you know friends or family or, or just family only. So at the, the state players. tournament, they did that obviously with, yeah. with basketball, and you know it was weird, uh, especially in PBA, you know, sixteen thousand seat arena with a few hundred people in it, but uh, it's still you know you still had a, a vibe of. You know, an app, a game atmosphere. You know, the the because the, the most intense fans right. were there. The fans that were there made it at least, especially that championship game. I mean, you know, it, it felt like a, a normal high school game. So, you know, I think that that's one way where you know the sc- you leave it up to the schools to decide who gets in, or the programs yep. decide who gets in, and that way, I think probably less people would get mad because you know you need a direct connection to be able to go come to the game and take that risk. Something yeah. to watch too, Nate, will be the season tickets. You know, typically, I believe in May is when Nebraska opens up the seat yourself. I'll have to look at the exact date on that. And, you know, the open tickets become available. Do you just stop that right now and say, all right, we're not even going to allow any ticket movement, new ticket holders to come in because you may need to hold off those new ticket holders because you know you're going to be probably potentially losing some capacity if there's a way that fans are allowed in this year. Yeah, I don't know. Um my my gut tells me that they wouldn't that they would leave it open but have some sort of you know no guarantee yeah no guarantee or um, you know have some sort of clause in there that says hey look you know, given the current the current situation um, you know this this is all subject to change and so um, but yeah I mean it, going back to like the lottery system I mean if you've had season tickets in your family for fifty years. And, you know, and you didn't win the lottery, you didn't get into, you know, have the chance to go into the game. That would that would upset me. So I just I don't see how a lottery system would work. But um, and as far as the season tickets, I, I bet you they still open them up, but have some sort of clause on there. Yeah. And we'll, we'll learn more as we've learned each week throughout this process. And guys, um, Vegas also gave us some glimmers of hope. They release over under win totals. Um, we're going to discuss that next here. You're listening to the Husker Online Show.